0: It's Dr. Kieran here. Welcome to Bridging Medical Paradigms. In the vast and varied landscape of medicine, from the traditional to the modern, the complementary to the conventional, all paired with shifts in societal, technological, and political trends, it is a tricky and tiring affair to keep on top of. My aim is to leave you feeling empowered in your engagement with healthcare, to mitigate unnecessary experiences, and aim for more positive outcomes. Let's get started. Remember last week we introduced the guidelines for physical activity. We also looked at aerobic exercise and the cardiorespiratory system. Today and over the next couple of weeks we are going to tackle strength training. Again, just to note, there are numerous factors such as diet, environment, lifestyle and individualistic needs and make-up that can influence how our bodies respond to different forms of exercise and therefore what kind of exercise plan we need to personally engage in for those optimum health outcomes It's all interrelated at the end of the day and changeable okay so back to today's topic what's the first thing you think of when i say strength for me it's muscles movement and weight Oh, and sometimes flashes of a bodybuilder with huge bloated muscles red in the face, lifting a car above their head. But let's step aside from that and go back to my initial thoughts. Let's take a look inside our bodies at the musculoskeletal system. Our musculoskeletal system is composed of the skeleton. This forms the framework of our body with up to 206 bones giving us shape, holding us upright, also protecting our organs, for example the ribcage, in protecting our lungs and our heart. Our bones store the minerals calcium and phosphorus, and contain bone marrow, where new blood cells are made. The spine is our central support, helping us to walk, move and twist. It has 33 bones called vertebrae, separated by intervertebral discs. The spinal cord runs down the centre of the spine, carrying all the nerve signals from the brain to the rest of the body and also carrying sensory input from the body back to the brain. We have joints, where two or more bones come together, for example, our finger joints. Cartilage, which provides cushioning inside our joints, such as in the elbow, or it connects one bone to another such as in our intervertebral discs in our spine. We have over 900 ligaments that are tough bands of tissue around our joints. They can be found in our knee, ankle and elbow joints, for example. They aren't very stretchy and are limited in movement, with a purpose to protect our joints from injury, providing strength and stability. Tendons. These are made of strong fibrous connective tissue and they connect our muscles to our bone. They appear as the long, thin ends of the muscles. The Achilles tendon is the largest tendon in the body. It joins the calf muscle to the heel bone. Both tendons and ligaments have a low blood supply. Next up are muscles. There are around 600 muscles in our body. There are different types of muscles, each with different functions. We have smooth muscle muscle, found inside our blood vessels and organs like the intestines helping to regulate our blood pressure airways and digestion and our cardiac muscle which forms our heart both these types of muscle cannot be controlled consciously but what i mainly wanted to point out here is another type of muscle called skeletal muscle which is found throughout our body Aside from being present in our tongue, diaphragm, eye socket and upper esophagus or windpipe, it forms our major muscles in the chest, abdomen, back, shoulders, arms, hips and legs. Each of these muscles has a rich supply of blood vessels and nerves that are ready to fuel and fire movement. You can consciously control skeletal muscle. Think of the marvellous network of muscles that are being activated by you right now, whether you're walking, scrolling, brushing your teeth, or lifting your mug of cafe latte. Bear in mind, once you've mastered a movement, through repetition, a neural pathway corresponding to the movement will have been created, causing it to become second nature. So, you don't really need to think about it when you do it. Just like our thoughts, positive or negative, if you've reaffirmed it enough times, it will be second nature, and you'll almost think it's true. So, be kind to yourself. Back to muscles. Muscles work in pairs. As one shortens, an opposite muscle lengthens. For example, if you want to bend your elbow to take a gulp from your water bottle... The bicep on the front of your upper arm will contract and the tricep on the back of your upper arm will lengthen to allow the movement to occur. To hold something still, the muscles will maintain a fixed state of contraction. Now, can you imagine how important this arrangement and moreover functionality of our muscles is? From those big to tiny movements that enable us to carry out our daily activities and affect our quality of life. From straightening and bending our limbs for walking, climbing stairs, running, using assisted walking or movement devices, getting up from a chair, sitting down, getting out of a car, to bending our fingers to grip a pen and pick it up, the list goes on. To keep it simple, can you begin to see how strength can translate into the functionality of our muscles, including that network of bones, joints, ligaments, tendons, cartilage, our musculoskeletal system. Of course, it's not working in isolation. It's being fired by our nervous system and fuelled by other amazing systems of the body, like our cardiovascular system, what we spoke about last week. But what I really wanted to highlight and make the connection of today was between strength and our muscle functionality and dispel that image that keeps them popping up in my head and your head maybe of the bodybuilder with the huge bloated muscles red in the face lifting a car above their head. Okay, that's a wrap. As you go about your daily activities, try thinking and reflecting upon your muscle functionality. When are you using it? What is it enabling you to do? Where do you feel you need a bit more muscle functionality? If you have any injuries, how are you having to adapt your muscle functionality? Next week, we are going to build upon this and look at how our musculoskeletal system is in a constant state and phase of growth and change throughout our lives. Then we're going to go on to what strength training is. I'll see you then. Take care. Bye.